I'm transfinancial, which means I am a rich person born in a poor person's body. Help stop the hate by sending me money to resolve my financial identity disorder. The pain is real, folks. But this week on Practically Christian, we're actually talking about (laughs) faithfulness. You did not record that. (laughs) Right. Practically Christian. That one really has a, a good flow to it there. You didn't really record me reading that, did you? Cause <laughs> yes, that's our that's our new intro. That's not funny. <laughs> I didn't mean for it not to be funny. Like I was just reading somebody's status. It was funny. Anyway. Anywho. Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast. Welcome. You know, I didn't, mm-hmm. and I asked you if you were ready. Um, mm-hmm. You're not ready, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Got to open something up real quick. Mm. Talk, Deb. Small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievement. Somebody, Maxwell, said that. I don't know who it is. Who? John Maxwell. All right, I'm good to go now. I don't know who that is. Should I know who that is? I feel like I've heard that name before. I know I get advertisements a lot on Facebook. Um, is it John C. Maxwell? I think so. They do a public speaking thing. Oh, that makes sense. And a lot of times like they're like, do you want to be part of the next John Maxwell whatever in seminar in your neighborhood? No. Yeah, I don't no. ever really I don't respond know. to it. But Anywho. if you haven't liked us already on Facebook... Please do so now on Instagram, and that's practically underscore Christian underscore podcast. Please stop doing that. That <laughs> sounds so creepy. It's terrible. Oh, what is what is wrong with you? Too much sweet tea at dinner. That's exactly what it is. But we got to enjoy a nice dinner with some, some friends, friends that are that are leaving and. It, it does leave a hole in my heart. It does, right? It's like, it hurts. It does. <laughs> yeah, it makes me very, like, I but, don't want to cry, but. No, and don't cry on I won't on cry here. right now, no. But we do wish them the absolute best. and, and We love them deeply. And we'll continue to love them just mm-hmm. from just a distance now. Not, from, well, <laughs> sounds From terrible. a distance. Okay. Well, you guys Isn't that know. the song? It is. We love you guys Bette deeply. Midler. Your whole family. We love you, love you, and. Yeah, and we're praying I, for you. We're always here for you. I can't. Hit us up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. Anyway. Ooh. That was loud. Muffled. Well, uh, man, it does. It sounds It does different, something, right? right? So, so from Facebook, we actually got a suggestion. A recommendation. From, um, and, and again, I never know if I can say, say their names name. or not. Another pasta. But apparently... We didn't need both the filters we were using um, to keep from popping. So, I don't know so what we're that trying. Means. Well, like the other filter is meant, you know. So when you say P B, it, you don't get that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we had a, a great conversation with him last week because he had saw 
one of the pictures on uh, Instagram and, and was like, hey, man, you don't need both of those. Right. And, and so I, I loved, again, I love constructive criticism and whatever Thank we can do you. to make this podcast better. Tell us. I'm all about it because most of the stuff we're just kind of. We won't say his name, but thank you, JR. <laughs> we're just kind of filling in and and figuring out as we go. Yep. Um, so so I do appreciate all the feedback, not just. what What is that piece called that he told us not to use? I don't know. Pop filter. Pop up radio. Video. Oh, pop up video. Yes. But anyway, so this week. I remember. This week we're we're looking at one of the last fruits of the spirit. I think there's only two more after this week, which is funny as it may sound. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to dive into other topics. Mm -hmm. Um, My OCD keeps us from doing that early. You know, we have to finish what we start. Um, In fact, that kind of ties into the fruit we're discussing today of faithfulness Mm -hmm. um, and, and being able to be faithful. So, so the word faithfulness, as seen in Galatians 5, um, in the Greek, is called pistis. Pistis. Um, and, and it carries with it this meaning of a person being able to maintain faith in something. Mm. Okay. And that speaks deep. And as I was researching for this episode, I mean, so much, so much comes up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when we really start to dive into what faithful and being faithful really really means. means. Mm -hmm. Um, And really it is ridiculously important in our walk with Christ and in our walk as disciples. Faithfulness is way up there Mm -hmm. because it isn't a matter of if it is simply a matter of when mm-hmm. we are going to have doubts about our faith, about what we believe in, about, you know, and, and I've met many people who I know, maybe I don't know because I don't know the heart of man, but. Let me rephrase that. Looking at the fruits they display and, and right. I know they believe in, in God and I know they believe in Jesus and, mm-hmm. and yet they get to points where they go. Why? What am I doing? Or not even why, but like, do I really believe what I say I believe? I mean, I mean if I, I'm honest. I was going to say, I know I, I've i been there and you and I've had that discussion where I was like, I, I don't even know. Yeah. If, and that if, was if hard. Any of this is real. Like, right. In fact, one of the, one of the disciple making avenues we do, especially with our oldest child, um, is do you really believe what you say you believe? Like, I don't want, I don't want JT just believing because Because mommy and daddy said so, right. Right. Like you need to have your own faith and you need to believe for your own reasons. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways that that lack of belief Mm -hmm. shows up in people's lives. And on side note, as a parent, that was probably one of the hardest conversations I think as a mom to have with my kid to, to, to know that he may not respond the way I want him to. Or but yeah, or look at it the way that I think yeah. he should. So knowing ultimately, baby, baby, baby. you really like how that sounds, don't you? <laughs> Stop it. It just sounds different. So to know that the faith in him is going to be stirred by Christ and not me. 
that I mean, really like spoke to my how much do I trust Jesus? Right. For me. <laughs> you know, I have trust issues anyway. And and to look at it from an outsider looking in, the gospel, if we really stop and think about it, is it's hard to believe. It's hard to really grab hold of. You know, if you're you're really honest with yourself. Right. I mean, if you really think about it, this this whole idea of God taking on human form, giving up, you know, or, or putting aside part of his divinity, emptying himself of his power, um, being beat and mocked and tortured and and murdered on a cross and then rose again so that we may have forgiveness. And and in some way that counted for me, that's a lot to process. That's a lot Mm -hmm. to take in, especially because it really takes any equation of me out of the table. Out of the picture. And then you don't have control. And ultimately we all want to have that control. I mean, do you disagree? No, absolutely not. I mean, we, we've talked about that many times. You know, our chief heart problem is we want to be God, mm-hmm. even though most people would. No. Not, not most people, but I know there are a lot of people that would claim that there is no God. Yeah. You know, and, and yet. And if if I'm honest, I mean, the first time you and I had that conversation where you said, you know, the ultimate problem is. You know, we want to be God. Like, I was immediately offended. I was like, I am not trying to be, I do not want to be God. I know who God is. But then as I sat, my arrogance kind of subsided. I was like, oh. oh. Yeah, we'll never, we'll never get to a point where we Ooh. admit, yes, I want to be God. Well, I didn't, and in my mind, I still don't want to be God sitting on, I mean, it'd be really, a, it'd be a bad place if I was sitting on the throne. <laughs> um, But now we do want to have that control. Absolutely. Because then we can be faithful to ourselves. Right. And that's scary. And and for some people, they don't even understand why we would need a savior. Mm-hmm. I mean, they believe that, you know, we're created by the universe. Mm. You know, and, and that, that they'll they'll say there's some kind of like divine or, or higher being. Right. Um, they definitely won't pin it down to any one specific being or God. Um, and when we die, we just return to the universe that has created us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and some people believe in, in a different God that right. forces people into submission and, and every act of evil is just a result of a man not being, or not a man, but people not being submissive right. to God. Right. You know, and for others, they believe that people are neutral. Like we have the ability to be good or bad and, and we have that choice to make. And, and therefore, again, why do we need a savior? And, and really the list could keep going on. Sure. I mean, pantheism and, and, you know, there's, there's just so many different beliefs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, whether it's through, you know, classes, I mean, I know there's a lot of classes that you have to take even in high school now, mm-hmm. you know, that would fall into that world religion, right. you know, where, hey, we're going to teach you a little bit about all of these different religions or, or us just trying to comprehend things that 
our finite minds cannot comprehend. Right. We eventually get to a point where we have a question that we can't get an answer to a sufficient answer to. And mm-hmm. then this causes doubt. And then we move on to the next. Well, it, it should be this or it could be that instead of standing firm and being faithful in our trust in Christ. Right. But and, and to hone in on that, onto the, the disciple of Jesus. OK, so from this point forward, we're not talking about those people that that would necessarily doubt just because they don't believe who Jesus is. Right. Um, but some of us doubt because, you know, we we've been praying and praying and praying and praying and, mm-hmm. and what we're praying for just is it, like God's not even listening. And right. I'm not even talking about like these selfish, no. you know, God make me a millionaire kind of prayers. I'm talking no, about just, heal, yes. you know, my mom or, or heal my dad or, you know, help me find a new job or, or eat, hey, help me plan a church, <laughs> you know, and, yep. and we start to doubt that God hears our prayers and, you know, some of us, you know, doubt because we were challenged by a, a, a family member, a coworker, a neighbor, a friend, you know, something. And they brought up something that we couldn't defend. Right. You know, and, and I mean, we could bring up a lot of different apologetic arguments, but, but like one in particular, just to give you kind of a framework of what I'm talking about is if we were to look at the origin of evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if God created everything in existence, including Lucifer, mm-hmm. then did God himself create evil? And and for some people, they're just like, whoa, whoa, you know. Too much. Or even when I've brought up Roman 9 to people, you know, Jacob I love, but Esau I hated. Oh, I and had then, a hard time with that one. And <laughs> then all of a sudden, people are like, whoa, 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 God doesn't hate. And now we have doubt. Right. So, so... You know, and the last example I'll give, just because it really is, um, in my opinion, one of one of the things that people really deal with uh, heavily, especially here in America, is if we were to look at, say, the topic of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It's easy for us who are disconnected from it to just go, oh, it's a sin. Absolutely. However, once it becomes personal... Once it deals with someone we know, someone we love, someone we're in relationship with, then we start playing a little game of trying to fit this into my beliefs now. Right, right. You know, and and then we get to a point where when we can't reconcile the Bible being accepting of the sin. I'm not one to judge. And then we start a little bit of doubt here, a little bit of doubt there. Right. However, how does the Bible deal with faithfulness and and it deals with it in many different places in many different ways so if we were to go back into like deuteronomy 31 Mm -hmm. moses is is talking about god's ability to keep his promises and to forgive and he reminds israel that god is faithful Mm -hmm. um and it's and it's very interesting because the words in hebrew for faith faithful faithfulness Mm -hmm. are all the same word Mm. okay we translate it a little different in english you know because of context um 
But what it is meaning when Moses says this is, is, is God does not have the ability to not be faithful, to not keep his promises. Right. We do. And we're consistently not faithful to things we say. We are. You know? I'm going to resolve. Ezekiel 34. Yeah. We are whores chasing after idols. Did, did you say whores? Yeah, and I wasn't going to like focus in on that word because I'm sorry. I we just, have kids listening. I didn't hear what you said. I just needed to confirm what you said. Anyway, <laughs> you know, adulterers chasing after idols. I got you. Um, then if you move into Joshua, right there in Joshua chapter one, God promises to Joshua, I will always be with you just as I was with Moses. Again, we see that faithfulness. I will always be here. Um, Hebrews 13 reminds all believers that God will never leave us nor forsake us. us. Right. Isaiah 41, God promises to strengthen us. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm 91, God is our fortress and our shelter. Right. So, so what we see throughout scripture is this idea of faithfulness being played out in, in such a way that it can give us the ability to be faithful, right? To stand behind what we say we believe, and and to be able to stand on the promises of God. Off on a side note about faithfulness, um, beautiful eulogy has that. Well, I don't even know what it, what it's called. It's the one where that one pastor reads um, Odd Thomas's words. You know what I'm talking about? Art, art, something. Yes. Anyway, he talks about you know, faith that a lot of people don't have faith because they don't understand, they don't know what they're trying to be faithful to. And he talks about expanding the knowledge of the object of your faith. Right. So the more, you know, the more you grow ultimately of whatever it is that you're looking to be, um, faithful to, Mm -hmm. including, I mean, even if you want to take it to marriage, the more I know you and the more you know me, the stronger our relationship grows. Absolutely. You know? Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm always reminded, even, you know, and it's probably the Southern Baptist in me, but like, even when we, when I sat down to start writing the show notes for this one, I went, great is thy faithfulness. (laughs) Morning by morning. But like, new mercies. I don't even know what the rest of it is. Limitations 322. His mercies are new every every morning. morning. Like, so why do we need to be faithful? Because God is faithful. Right. And ultimately that's what it really boils down to. And he's faithful to his word for his children. And we are not people (laughs) that keep our word. No. For the most, I mean, you know what I mean? And that's that's James, you know, our yes needs to be yes. And our no needs to be no. And, and again, faithfulness is the ability to keep our belief regardless of the challenges we face. Right. Because there will always be challenges to our faith. This isn't something new. Like you can read through Romans one and, and see the same arguments that are brought up today. In fact, I was talking with someone at work Mm -hmm. um, today about acts chapter 17 Mm. and how Paul at that point is arguing with with the the Hellenist and and the Greeks mm-hmm. but he does so without bringing up the history of Israel he does so without bringing up any of the promises 
of a coming Messiah or, or Jesus or he does so, however, using their own culture, their own poets, their own historians, their own philosophers. Right. And, and he's just trying to show inconsistencies in what their own people were trying to preach. Right. And again, we deal with the same things today. I mean, the rise of Marxism and feminism mm-hmm. and, and all these different isms is, is the same thing. It looks different. It's packaged different. It's, right. It's delivered different. Mm-hmm. But it's the same argument. Right. And, and this, the, the fruit of faithfulness is what allows us to be able to stand firm and go, no. That's not true. Regardless of what you're saying or trying to bring up, I'm I'm faithful to yes. God's word because of God's word. Yeah, because if we look at, especially the time and age that we're living in now here in America, mm-hmm. in this postmodern, post-Christian, post-truth world where there is no such thing as truth and, and truth is relative, and but it's not. And in, in right. fact, in saying truth is not relative, you are making a truth statement. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's a self-negating argument to have to begin with. But faithfulness and the ability to be faithfulness or faithful. To have faithfulness. Is, is what can keep us moving forward. It, it, it's the ability to put one foot in front of the other. Right. Even and, though we don't know what's at the end or what the outcome is. But we do. Because Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. Right. But we don't have all the answers. Oh, okay. We don't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I got you. We don't have God's plan laid out. We just know that he has it laid out. It's there. Absolutely. And he's faithful to his word and, and you know, what he does in our life. And yes. we, we don't know the actual outcome of what each step of our life's going to be, but we know with the faith we have, it's, it's in his hands. And, and but see, and that was another <clears throat> point with, with the person I was talking well, to on. today. Even if we don't, even if we don't have the faith, it's still in his hands. I mean, right. with our faith or not, he doesn't need our faith. Right. And we, and we were looking through like the history of Israel, mm-hmm. you know, because someone had, we, we had asked the question of each other, like, why did God choose Israel? He could have chosen any nation. Why Israel? Right. And although we can't answer that question because we're not God. Right. We can look through and go, but if Israel hadn't been taken into captivity by the Babylonians, they mm-hmm. could have been crushed by all the superpowers that surrounded them. Mm-hmm. Um, if Persia had not came in and freed the Israelites from the Babylonians when they took over Babylon, um, they would have never been able to return to the temple. If Alexander right. the Great did not come in and conquer the known world, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had a, a, a universal language of Greek mm-hmm. in that area. Right. If Rome would have never came in and, and made this incredible highway system, mm-hmm. then the gospel would have been much slower leaving you know because they didn't have roads they didn't right. like they didn't have those things so even looking at all of these things that we would look at and go that's bad it still works out in god's faithfulness and god's plans mm-hmm. and god's promises again we want to look at god's promises and we want to look at, at the things of of god and go well, this isn't how I would do it if I were God. Right. But again, going back to we want to be God, you know, and, and instead of being able to look at it and go, okay, now I can look back and see 
God's faithfulness. Oh, I know. I mean, with me recently, I look back on some recent events and I go, oh, I didn't see it at the time. I didn't understand it. I didn't like it. But looking back, I can look at each step along the way to where I am right now and go, oh, God was good and he was faithful. Absolutely. And I was in chaos and I was upset and I was worried and God was still holding me in there. And I look back now and see, I mean, at the time I was a hot mess. Right. But looking back now, I go, oh, I see your hand was moving in all this. Well, and, and to quote John Piper. Mm-hmm. Good person at any to quote. Give, at any given time. <laughs> Yeah. God is doing 10,000 things in your life and you may be aware of three of them. Right. right. You know, and, and you can't really, again, our ability to be faithful comes from God's inability to be, inability to not be faithful. Right, right. You know, and again, that's, that's why it's so important. Mm-hmm. So this week, I challenge you to live faithfully. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is something that we actually have to do and understand that there will always be challenges to our faith. There will always be things that make it hard to keep believing what we believe, but we can do it and we can do it faithfully. So until next week, go deeper, dig down, walk in faithfulness, and we love you. We cannot do this. We love you guys. Thank you.